everybody. Thank you for tuning in to Petaway Evangelistic Ministries Worldwide. I pray that you are blessed immensely through this podcast teaching series. It's called The Nature of a Promise. Stay tuned for this particular teaching. God bless you. Praise the Lord, everybody. Minister Jamal here. This is the second part of the nature of a promise. We spent a little bit talking about um, the character of God, um, his three foundational characters, him is being him omnipotent, omniscient, and omnipresent. We know that he's God everywhere, and we cannot escape his presence. <clears throat> we know that we spoke about him being um, the sanctifier. We spoke about him being um, the God who sees and knows. We spoke about the derivatives of his peace that he can distribute to us. We spoke about the derivatives of his of the, of the strength and the power and the, the, the understanding that he has given us <clears throat> as foundational truths to, to, to kind of relate to who he is. We <clears throat> are so far off, excuse me, from the total person of who God is that he has used just uh, we can he has allowed us to use three foundational things about him to kind of I'm sorry four foundational things to kind of understand who he is he's also unchanging he's immutable he's all-powerful he's all-knowing he's everywhere at all times it's important to also know that Satan is not omnipresent he is not all-knowing he is not um um, uh, omnipotent. Um, <clears throat> um, he, is, he doesn't know everything. He's not everywhere. And he is not all powerful. He has derivatives of, uh, of, of, of these things, but he is not God. He's second in, he was second in command and he works in that fallen authority of him being second um, to God. But God has given us something more powerful, and that's salvation and the power of it. We have the Holy Spirit. We have Jesus, the pre-incarnate power of, of, of Jesus Christ living within us. If you have given your lives to the Lord, according to Acts 2 and 38, this is the power that we move by. And before I go any further, let's pray. Father, we thank you, God, for all that you have done, all that you're doing. We pray that someone would um, gain knowledge through this and that we would be ignited um, by the five, the Holy Spirit, in the name of Jesus Christ, to continue to be passionate about you, to continue, Lord God, to to think about you and to, to do your will and to do the things, Lord God, that please you, Lord. God, I pray that my brother, my sister, will hear and know what you are saying this hour about them in Jesus' name. Amen amen. Oh, God. Thank you, Lord. God is good. So today, <clears throat> we're going to speak um, about the word that comes from God's mouth. We're going to speak about the nature of um, of God's word. We spoke about how faith is the cement um, of the promise. 
It cements God's promise. Unshakable faith is the incubator of promise fulfillment. That is the nature of a promise. You know, um, when we speak about how can we, you know, when 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 you've been walking with the Lord for a little while, you might say, "Man, why does Satan attack me the way that he does? Why does he speak? Well, why does he set up traps? Why does it seem like he's just always attacking me?" It's his nature. We we speak about it, um, but it's his nature to lie. It goes against his nature to tell the truth, the full truth. And John. Um, 8 and 44 it says you belong to your father the devil and you want to carry out your father's desire speaking to those that chose not the lord he said he was a murderer from the beginning not holding to the truth for there is no truth in him when he lies he speaks his native language <clears throat> for he is a liar and the father of lies so when <laughs> satan sends a lie out he's sending it in his base language. The Bible says that this is his native language. So when God <coughs> sends a promise, it is his native language to not lie. It is his native language. When God says something, it is his native language to not lie. God knows the truth and he speaks the truth. And I'm going to be real. The truth is clean. His truth is clean. His truth is clean. You know, you say, what do you mean by that? It might hurt when we know the truth, but it's clean because it's genuine. You ever met someone that wasn't genuine, like it seemed like they were hiding something? It's genuine. You you know, we might say, well, how can you work with ridiculous people sometimes, Jamal? Or you might, we might say, how can you work with... Um, some people might say, you know, I heard somebody say they can work with racists. And you might be like, why? Because they show you who they really are. And you know how to operate around them. When someone is flaky and flimsy, it's hard to know how to, how to, where to put them sometimes um, as a manager. But <clears throat> when we look at who God is and he says that he does not lie. We can trust what he says more than we can trust a chair. And the reason why I said that is because the spiritual dwell before the natural. Uh, material things in this world are going to fade. They're going to go. They're going to rust. God is a spirit. He is spirit. He. That's why he said through Jesus in John um, chapter 4, he said, They that worship me shall worship me in spirit and in truth. So it's amazing. So when so what you see here is a it is a double blessing. You see a double blessing in knowing that God is spirit in truth meaning in this context meaning um genuine. He's saying they that worship me must worship me in spirit and out of the out of the genuine heart, out of the honesty of where they are, out of the honesty of who they are. And it's like, a you know, hard times come a lot of times to strip us from who we think we are. 
you know, we think that we had, <laughs> I sound like my pastor, oh my God, we think that we had this level, you know, a certain level, we're like, hallelujah, praise God, and then hard times come, and then we realize what we really are, and <clears throat> 2023 showed me where I really am, and who I really am, you know, uh, you know, you might project for so long, but when hard times hit, and I thank God, there's a foundation there. And his name is Jesus, because it seems like everything else in my foundation fell, you know, and it was Jesus that re rebuilt me. Every time we go through hardship, God wants to strip away the falsity or the fake identity that we might put on from people, places and things. So God has to um, what some construction workers might call whitewash us, where we have to strip away. We have to strip away the dirt. And, and, so, and when you do it, you have to use something powerful. We use um, construction workers or whoever use something, a really powerful water hose called a power washer. Um, a professional power washer will take away and strip away the hardened cement and the debris that was there for so long. And, and, and God is saying, I will whitewash you if I need to. He's basically saying, I will wash you clean if I need you, if I need to. He said it through David. David said, purge me with hyssop so that I might be what? Clean. Purge me with hyssop so that I might be clean. Truth is clean. We know what the scripture says. We will know the truth. And the truth will what? Will set us free. John 8 and 32 said, he said, then you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. Well, let's go back a few. Let's go back a few verses and figure out what concluded to the thin because the term thin is a is a is a is a term of con of, of conclusion in verse 31 it says to the jews who have believed him jesus said if you hold my teaching to my teaching you are really my, my disciples holding to holding to grasping on not letting go hugging he was saying if you hold my truths truths the opposite of a lie you are really my disciples. So when you believe what God say, you're in line to become his, his disciple. The root term of disciple is discipline. You, or the root term of discipline is balance. The manager, you become a manager of balance, a manager of temperance, based upon the succession of principles that has been indoctrinated or or place within your within your your space of reasoning. So in, what God is saying to us is when we hold for when we hold true to what he has said for our lives and what we believe him to to say then we we are in line to become his disciples. And he's saying it in, in verse 32 that you will know the truth and the truth will what? Set us free. And I'm going to go to one more scripture and then we're going to, we're, I'm going to speed up a little bit. Let's go to some, um, what is it? Uh, Purge me with hyssop. I'm, I'm writing it in. Um, we're learning together today. Okay, 
Um, Psalm 51, I thought Psalm 55, forgive me. Psalm 51 and 7 says, Purge me with hyssop and I shall be clean. Wash me and I shall be whiter than snow. <clears throat> In verse 8 it says, Make me to hear joy and gladness that the bones which thou hast broken may rejoice. Hide thy face from my sins and blot out all my iniquities. He was saying, purge me, and he shall be, he would say, purge me. Purging is a process of hardship. It's a process that a branch goes through. You know, it has to cut away um, the excess and, and shave away what's stopping the other branches from growing. What's purging of a branch, it, you have to, you have to reset it. You might have to like break some, some of or a part of the tender part of the branches so that it can grow right. Do you hear what I'm saying? Sometimes we have to be purged so that we can grow right and produce. And a lot of times this is the process where you can either go forward with God or some of us back up or we just say, I can't do this, quote, Christian thing, end quote. <clears throat> Excuse me. <clears throat> He's saying, purge me. Make me clean with hyssop. Hyssop is a, again, it's an agent. Hyssop is an agent that cleans. It's a cleansing agent. We know, <coughs> excuse me, I'm sorry. We know bleach cleanses. <coughs> excuse me. We know bleach cleanses. Hyssop is kind of like bleach. It's a small bushy plant with minty leaves, which can be used in cooking. The plant has also has medicinal purposes. In scripture, hyssop is a wild shrub used for purification. It purifies, it cleanses. So does the truth. So does the truth. And I'm laying that foundation for Isaiah 55 and 10, 311, because we're going to um, look at Isaiah 55 and 10, 311, um, a little bit today, and then you can you can tune in for part three if if I run over. Okay. So um, let's go to let's go to Isaiah chapter 55 and 10. Isaiah chapter 55. And ten, and it says, "As the rain and the snow come down from heaven, and do not return to it without watering the earth, and making it bud and flourish, so that it yields seed for the sower and bread for the eater." Verse eleven: So is my word that goes out from my mouth; it will not return to me empty. Empty can be used to think about a tractor trailer that's returning to the yard without any type of cargo. We can look at it like that. God is saying, I'm going to return. My word will return with, with cargo, but will accomplish what I desire and achieve the, the purpose for which I sent it. Amen. We're going to focus on that today because we're going to, you know, um, talk about it. But I, I pose a question. How much do you know about rain? How much do you know about snow? We were just talking about cleansing and washing, right? Rain is sent from heaven, from 
the seen heavens. It's called the first heaven. And from the atmosphere to water the earth, we know that it's sent to water. Hey, everybody, I pray that someone was pricked in their heart about making a serious decision to come to Christ. He says in his word, in the day that you hear my voice, harden not your heart. I pray that this word has found you today. And if you desire to come to him, the altar is open right now. The altar of your heart. Just say this prayer with me today, according to Acts 2 and 38. It says, repent, turn, be godly sorrowful for what you have done that God did not approve of. Then it says, be baptized in the name of Jesus for the remission of your sins. You shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. But the first step is to turn away from the thing that God does not approve of, to believe. If you believe that he died on the cross for you, that he was buried for you, that he rose up again on the third day for you, he said, you shall be saved today. So let's pray this prayer right now. Father, I ask that you forgive me for every sin that I've committed. Sorry, Lord. Sorry for what made you upset about me. Come into my heart. I need a change. Say, Lord, I believe that you died on the cross for me. I believe that you were buried for me. And I believe that you rose up on the third day just for me. Forgive me. I need you. Come into my heart right now. Jesus' name, cleanse me by your blood and by your power. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. And if you meant it, congratulations. There's rejoicing over one sinner, rejoicing over one person that did not know who God is, then over 99 that's already his. The heavens are rejoicing because you made the wise decision to come to him. But that's the first step of the journey of salvation. The next is finding a Bible-believing church that God has led you to and requesting to be baptized in the name of Jesus. We, we spoke a lot about his name today, and I pray that it blessed you. It's so powerful that you can be baptized in his name. And after that, you continue to seek him. In, in, in receiving the gift of the Holy Ghost according to Acts chapter 2 where it speaks about the indwelling of the Holy Spirit and under the utterance of cloven tongues the evidence that you're full of Him and not, not, not anything else but Him. I pray that God will be with you on this road and on this journey and remember just because you gave your life to the Lord doesn't mean you're not going to have trouble. You're going to have trouble, but it just means that now you have help. 
You can talk to God anytime. You can write a journal to him. You can ask him to help you in this journey. You can ask God to help you with your purpose. Amen. He's there. God bless you. I pray that heaven will smile upon you. Until we meet again, I love you. God bless you. Speak to you soon.